Hi, my name is John, and this is Truth Tuesday. I don't know about you, but if you ever think about God's grace, it can kind of seem like a mystery. Because God's grace is so large and so expansive, it's almost impossible, it practically is impossible for us to fully be able to understand. Not only thinking about it, but trying to implement it in my own life is incredibly difficult to try and do. I think about God's grace whenever I have somebody who's wronged me, and I have somebody who maybe has wronged me over and over and over again, and I just think to myself, I can't forgive this person another again, or I can't let this person do this again, or whatever it might be. It's incredibly difficult to try and understand how God can have so much grace for you and I. Just even thinking about how much grace you and I have to have for other people. But in reality, God's grace is far more than we can ever understand, and it's good news that it is. Because you and I, just like we have had people wrong us, you and I have wronged God. And it's a good thing that he has that grace because we definitely need it. Personally, when I'm feeling insecure or shameful about something that I've done, one place I like to go is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I like to read that part of scripture because it reminds me of how large, how expansive, how truly amazing God's grace is. So I would like for us to read that today. Starting in verses 1 through 3, it says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. See, we're all in the same boat here. Satan has attacked each and every one of us. Maybe you and I haven't done all of the same sins, but you and I have both sinned. You and I have both done things that we're not proud of. We have done things that God is not happy with. We've done things that have disregarded God or made other people feel insignificant or unvaluable to God. We have done things that have been sinful. And the reality is, is that no matter what your status in society is, no matter your abilities, no matter who you are, you have that stain of sin. But it's only through God's grace that you can get rid of it. Let's move on to verses 4 through 7. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us, as shown in all he has done for, for us who are united with Christ Jesus. You see, we've been saved to come to Jesus. We've not been saved to have freedom or, 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 or anything in our own selves or in our own desires or what we might want. No, 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 no. We have been saved 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been saved through his sacrifice only. It is only through God's grace, only through him that we have been saved. You see, in a world full of identities, whether people want to be this way or that way, in a a world full of insecurities, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, in a world full of people not knowing who they truly are, God offers us the confidence to know that we belong to him. There are all kinds of different things fighting for your identity in this world. And each and every one of those things will discourage you. Each and every one of those things will bring bring terrible ideas, bring terrible, terrible feelings towards you. Because none of them can satisfy you the way that the identity of being God's children will bring you. Being his son, being his daughter, knowing that we belong to Christ and knowing that Jesus came to this earth to die for you. In the last part of the scripture, verses 8 through 10, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You see, you did nothing to deserve God's grace. Nothing in your life, nothing that you did caused God to say, yes, you deserve my grace. Each and every person has the opportunity to accept God's grace, to believe in who Jesus is and what he did for us. All of us have to believe in Jesus, whether for what, for all that he has already done. And that's the, 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 the thing here is that Jesus already did it. It doesn't have to be done once you believe. Jesus already did it. He already died on the cross. The gift is already there. It's sitting. All you have to do is believe. And so that's what I call you to do today. Believe. Believe that Jesus came to this earth and died for you. And don't just believe it about yourself, but believe it about the other people in your life too. If you have already accepted that call of belonging to Christ and finding your identity in him, great. Awesome. Now believe that about other people too. Believe that others have also, also have the ability to come to Christ and love them like Christ loved you so that you can be an example of that grace and that you can use your testimony and the life that God brought you out of to bring to other people. Thank you for listening for Truth Tuesday. Mm-hmm.